Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's gonna be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. I'm stirred up and I have a word from the Lord. You know, I pray that you're you're really enjoying um, house fires as much as we are in this series. You know, I look at this series and just the way it's set up and how prophetic I feel like God just kind of ordained this moment. You know, this week I've been able to sit in the in the house that started the fire inside of my soul, and and I was able to sit inside of the the fire that or the house, excuse me, that started the fire inside of Brittany's uh, life, and, and it just you know, looking back over our lives, how important this series is for you, for us still, and, and as we're we're building our lives upon Jesus Christ, as we're building our hearts upon Him, as we're building families upon Him. We've got to constantly remember that God is greater than just the church four walls, that God is trying to break inside of our house so that we can break out and be, you know, filled with with boldness uh, as the Holy Spirit gave us, as we talked about last week with Acts. And so today is going to be a great week. Let me pray for you real quick. Well, actually, before we pray, uh, let me first tell you what scripture we're going to jump into. We're going to open our Bibles to 1030, Luke 1038. And let me just read this context real quick before we get started. And then we'll kind of just go from there. And, um, you know, one of the things that as we get ready to dive into this message and, and really um, it's a quick message, I think. I always say that, but I feel like it's always 50 minutes, 40 minutes. And so everybody that just said, yeah, right, pastor's going to preach. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Come on, somebody. Uh, but the thing that I've learned uh, as I've read this story that we're getting ready to dive into here in Luke, that, you know, my wife is a, is a, is a preparer. She loves to make preparations. We love to have people over to our house. We love having the team over to our home. And one thing that I've always found, Brittany and, and, and me and the boys, we kind of laugh about. She's busy cleaning. She's doing all this, making sure everything is uh, spick and span. The house is ready. No dishes are, are out. Uh, the yard's been picked up from Ryder going crazy. Uh, the rooms are picked up from the kids going crazy. Uh, there's no hair on the floor from the dog. You know, she tries to make everything just absolutely perfect. And the thing that ends up happening is once the company comes over, she finds herself somewhat tired. And rather than enjoying like me and the boys do, because don't get me wrong, yes, we help, but man, her her ADD for making sure uh, things are prepared in a correct way, she just, man, it's what she lives for. But what ends up happening is when those company and our friends and everybody comes over, she is so tired from what just took place that oftentimes she can't enjoy uh, the company of the people that we have had into our home. And I felt like the Lord was saying that that's how our lives are. And the story that we're going to read here in Luke uh, 1038, I want you to get your Bibles. I'm reading from the NIV, and then I'm going to also reference uh, another, um, um, another version. But it reads like this. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way to the, uh, or on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked the Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus replies like this in verse 41, and he says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, 
You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Father, I pray right now for every person that's watching, that as we dive into this word, that you set fire to everybody's soul, everybody's house. And Father, I just pray uh, that you would unlock their ears, unlock their hearts to allow them to receive this word that you have for us today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Martha is so upset. Jesus, come on, man. I'm here preparing and, and my sister Mary is just chilling at your feet. Tell her to get up, get it moving, help me. Let's get this thing started. You're, the king is in our room. The king is in our house. And you're telling me that the greatest thing that I can do is sit while I'm sitting here trying to work for you. I think the thing that we've got to understand in this context is, is how it says in King James Version. And the King James Version, which is the closest thing that we have to the original wording of the context of scriptures, which is why we oftentimes have to go back to it. I know it can be a little difficult to read. It's got the all, thou, there, are, you know, it's all the stuff that I honestly, I'm not sure I'm smart enough to read at times, but I needed to go back and see what was the context of the King James Version in this scripture. And there's one big difference. In verse 39, it says like this. It says, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the feet of Jesus. This tells me, and this implies in this one moment, and I feel like it's the game changer of this whole story, that Martha, probably when Jesus came, found herself sitting with Mary at some point in time. But then like all of us, the busyness of life, the busyness of just distractions, came upon her and she felt the need to get up from the master's feet. She felt the need to get up from the king's feet and go and do work for him. Go and be busy for him. You know, I oftentimes look at our lives, even for myself, you know, one of the, the greatest distractions of me being busy in the kingdom of heaven is, is often saying, you know what, I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm answering these emails. I'm responding back to phone calls. I'm out doing outreach. I'm doing all the things that I feel like God is saying, hey, that's great. But we have to come back to the original formation that the greatest thing that we can do for Jesus is not the works of Jesus, but sitting at the feet of Jesus. When we sit at the feet of Jesus, that's when our hearts become to get filled. That's when life begins to change. That's when he fills us with hope. That's when he fills us with destiny. That's when he fills us with strength. And that's when he begins to speak to our future. Come on, somebody. I feel like I'm already ready to preach in this moment right here. But in the, thing that in, in the year 2020, the greatest distraction that allows us to pull away from, from, from our, our time of sitting with the Lord is often this. This is the greatest killer to this next generation. Because what we end up doing, if you're like me, I suffer from a little bit of ADD from at times. And, and, I, and I can get so focused and so fired up about uh, diving into the God's word. And, and it can be like five or ten minutes and all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, I forgot to post this. Or, or 
ah, my phone's just beat because there's a direct message that just came in and I want to make sure to respond and, and, and I need to check Facebook and, and, and maybe uh, there's some new equipment that just came for sale on Facebook Marketplace because that is my greatest addiction. I could set hours on Facebook Marketplace just dreaming and trying to find good deals so I can buy new equipment for our church to make sure our stream is better, to make sure our our uh, our, our sound is better, our lighting is better. All these things can become great distractions to us, but the one thing that I've constantly got to remember is the greatest thing that I need to do is rest at the feet of Jesus. We show everybody on Instagram the highlights of our life. And I feel like that's oftentimes how our devotional life is. It's just a highlight. It's just a moment. And God is calling to, for, for, for a relationship, not just a topical moment, not just when you're, you're in need of him, not just when you're longing for him, not just maybe when you made a million dollars and everything is great. You know, it's easy oftentimes to serve him in the low times and it's often easy to serve him in the really high times. And the one thing that God, I believe, is calling for us as a church, as a body, as a nation, as a community is to make sure our life is devoted to living in the finished final work of the Holy Spirit and resting at the feet of Jesus constantly. I understand that life happens. I understand from a mother's side, there's things that a mother has to do. I understand from a father's side, there's things that I've got to do as a father. I also understand that there are things I have to do as lead pastor and, the, and, and founder of Roar Church. But the greatest thing that you should want from me is not me be, being busy doing works for the church, but me delighting myself in the Lord and finding rest in the Holy Spirit. For when I find my rest, that's when I find my hope. And when I find my hope, that's normally when I find a word. And when I find a word, that's when I'm able to preach with such fire. That's when I'm able to preach with such enthusiasm because I have taken the time to sit at the feet of Jesus rather than just live an Instagram devotional life. I'm not here for likes. I'm not here for all that, although I hope right here in this moment that you like this, that you share this, that you get this gospel out to somebody that needs it because somebody needs to know that there is a, a Mary that is calling out to some young people saying it's time for a generation to sit at the feet of Jesus. And it's not that Martha was wrong in what she was doing. But can I just tell you, a good thing can send you to hell just as quick as a bad thing can. The good thing, Martha had great intentions in this. She had great intentions. Jesus is sitting in her house. I know for me, I would be like, oh my God, Jesus is here. I need to, maybe I need to pull out my, my Bible and... and and act like I'm reading so he really feels like uh, this man is really devoted for him. Maybe he needs to see me praying and, 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 and on my knees. Maybe he needs to see me worshiping. Maybe I need to sing him the song that we had just wrote. All these things that I feel like maybe we can get the approval from God. And can I just tell you, stop trying to get the approval. You've already been approved. God is asking you here in this moment. God is praying for you in this moment. His heart cry is saying, stop trying to do all these works and just begin to rest here in my presence. You already have his attention. 
You already have his blessing. What he's longing for is a real relationship with you. What he's longing for is trying to have uh, this devotion with you. Listen, as much as you want him to fill you up, he is longing to fill you up with his presence, with his goodness. Stop being busy for the Lord and start resting in the Lord. Start resting and sitting at his feet, allowing him to change and, and to fix you and to, to comfort you. There are many people that are watching right now. We're in a, in a, in a crisis in our nation. We're confused, which is an attack of the enemy, confusion. We're hurting, which is the opposite of comfort, which is Jesus Christ. And where we find the things that, that, that realign us to the position of Christ is when we sit at the feet of Jesus, when we get into his word, when we begin to pray, when we begin to worship, when we begin to commune with the Holy Spirit. There's something I came up with this week and I brought my chalkboard out because we're about to step into uh, 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 Mr. Shepherd's teaching class real quick. But there's, a, there's an analogy uh, that I came up with, and I pray that you like it. And it says it like this, busy. Busy. Under. Satan's. Yoke. Busy. Being under Satan's yoke. When you find yourself busy in life, you are not operating in the kingdom of heaven. You are operating in the authority of the governing of Satan. Because that is not what God called us to be. Jesus called us to rest. And so I, I, I was diving and I'm going... Okay, God, I need, I need revelation on this because we got busy, busy under Satan's yoke. So what is rest? Rest means like this, rest. Rest is rest ends Satan's Temptation. And I pray you, you, you shouted about as much as I did when I came up with that. And I know I got that chicken scratch handwriting, but that's okay. That is no, that's okay. Busy being under Satan's yoke. Rest, which is the opposite, which is what aligns us with the position of Christ. Rest ends Satan's temptation. Ooh, come on, somebody. I feel like dancing real quick. God is calling us, just as he called Mary, and just as he really called Martha, stop being busy with your life and trying to, you know, God, I did this for you. And learn to rest in the presence of God. Learn to rest and be filled with the Spirit. Learn to, to rest and allow uh, his presence to transform your life. 
You know, oftentimes, you hear me say this all the time. Once you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, it is not your soul in that moment going forward that needs to be saved. What needs the saving is your mind. When you realign your heart and your mind with Christ, it is a, it's a, you get the finished work. Every day I have to realign with the Holy Spirit. Every morning, every afternoon, every day. And, I, and God is calling us for an invitation here today. That he's saying, yes, seek me in the morning. Seek me before you even wake up. But seek me when you go to bed as well. And not only when you go to bed, but also seek me in the middle of the day. You know, one of the greatest revivalists that our nation ever had was Martin Luther. And Martin Luther once said it like this. He said, I have so much to do that I must start my day with three hours of prayer. I have so much to do. I have so much uh, that I've got to do in this day that how important it is to rest at the feet of Jesus. Dr. Martin Luther King said it like this, to be a Christian without praying is no more possible to be alive without praying, without breathing, excuse me. He said, to be a Christian without praying is no more possible to be alive without breathing. The value of communion, of sitting at the feet of Jesus, man, it, it, it means everything. Even though Mary was with Jesus, there had to be communication. Our prayer life is our communication. It's what allows us to exchange our heart cries, our worries, our grief, and, and, and what ends up happening as we share them with, with the Holy Spirit, as we share them with Jesus, and we share them with God because he's three in one. All of a sudden, I'm giving him all my stuff and he's filling me with the kingdom of heaven. There is no way to get around it. In order for us to have healthy homes, in order for us to have a house on fire, we have to have communication with the Holy Spirit. We have to be marked by his presence. So my question to you today is what marks you? Is it distraction, being busy, or is it devotion, finding rest? Because oftentimes we're very, very, it's very easy to be busy under Satan's yoke because Satan wants you to get distracted. He wants you, your, your heart to, to say, hey, there's something greater than, than finding uh, and reading about Jesus' scripture. Can I tell somebody, there is nothing greater than setting and resting at the feet of Jesus because rest ends Satan's temptation. When you're, when you're, when you're going through hell, when you're dealing with life's battles, when you find yourself tired and worn out, and grieved, you need to allow your soul to rest. You know, Martha oftentimes is, is kind of like how all of us. And this what's end up, it makes a highway between us and the Holy Spirit. Martha's word was Jesus, Jesus. Let me see exactly how she said it. But she basically says, aren't you going to make 
Mary, get up and help me? And so many times in our Christian walk, we've done things for the Lord and we've done it because we were waiting on a blessing to come back. Hey, if I do this, God's going to bless me with a million dollars. You know, one of the hardest things was, hey, God, you know, Brittany and I had sowed almost $70,000 now into this ministry. And one of the things that would constantly almost not bring separation, but the thing that I oftentimes had to kill my heart was, I'm not doing this for a return. I'm not asking for a return from you, God. All I'm asking is that you bring in people so that we can share the heart of Jesus to people, so we can set people on the right track so they don't go to hell, but they learn to walk in heaven's grace in the final work. But so many times when people go through, for, through rough uh, uh, valleys and, and, and even atheists, some of the greatest atheists, the reason why they're atheists is because they felt that God didn't show up the way that they thought he was going to. There's an offense that has came into their life that has separated them from God's grace. Oftentimes that's, hey, maybe your mother needed healing. Maybe your daughter needed healing. Maybe your son needed healing. And you prayed and you longed for him to come in. And maybe he didn't work in the way that you thought. But can I just tell you, God always heals. But sometimes it does not happen here on earth. The greatest gift that we have is walking on the streets of gold. Dr. Ravi Zachariah said it like this uh, in, back in January, and it was one of the things, man, that I literally have held on to because it's such, man, it's such beautiful words. And as we know, Dr. Ravi, if you don't know, I encourage you to study him. He's a great man of God, but he just went home to heaven, passed away from a, a, a crazy cancer that was very aggressive within three months. They found out, and all of a sudden he was gone. But Dr. Ravi, back in January, was speaking at Gateway Church. And he makes this comment without even realizing what was getting ready to take place. Dr. Ravi, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? He said, well, why, Leah? I'm not going to dance. But I'm going to sit quietly. Sit quietly because my heart will be in awe of the king and I will wait for those words job well done good and faithful servant we all long to hear those words we all want to hear this thing but it's important for us to sit at the feet of Jesus and get filled with heaven power, heaven's grace. Because the truth of the matter is this. Good people don't go to heaven. Good works is not what saves you. I know that's kind of hard for some people and a lot of people don't like that. You can be the greatest person in the world, but if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, if you have not accepted him, as your Lord and, and as your Redeemer, unfortunately, you will split hell wide open. It's important for you to find rest. 
It's important for you to sit at the feet of Jesus. It's important for you to not get distracted by everyday life and not become busy by what's going on. But it's important for you as we walk out this thing, Paul said it best when he makes the comment of, I've ran the race. What allowed Paul to run the race was the learning of resting. Resting ends Satan's temptations. It doesn't matter who you are. There are always temptations from the enemy to make you want to quit, to make you want to turn back. Life can be tough. Life can be hard. What's going on in our nation, man, it makes you want to just say, why am I doing all this? But when you find rest, you end the busyness of walking around in the conditions of the world and you find yourself in the position of Christ in the finished work. Working for Jesus is important. Doing outreaches are important. Paying your tithes are important. All these things are important, but the greatest thing that we can do is commune with Jesus Christ and rest at his feet. Resting with him is so important. You know, Luke 5 and 16 tells us this. It says, tell us the things that Jesus did most often. And it says, what he did most often, it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. If it was important to Jesus Christ, the perfect one, the son of man, the son of God, if it was important to Jesus, how much more important to us is it? I need Jesus. I need him to, to fix my heart. I need him to, to, to fix my mind. I need his presence to come and fill me every day. Carve out time. Start your day with him. End your day with him. Get marked by the Holy Spirit. Get marked by his presence. My dad said an incredible line last week. That I think our whole church went crazy over it. And he made this, this thing, this, this quote, and he said, it's not about how much you have marked the Bible. It's not how many times you've went through and you've highlighted, man, this was a, was a, was a great word. I've highlighted this. I've highlighted this. Uh, it's not how many times I've went through here and, and highlighted this part. It's not about how many times I've went through and highlighted all this. It's about how many times has the Holy Spirit marked your soul, marked your heart. He's calling out for an invitation to start and end your day with him, to rest with him. He didn't ask Martha for a meal. He didn't ask Martha, hey, before I come, make sure everything is okay. He didn't ask Martha, hey, make sure you're, you're doing, when I show up, you better make sure you're doing all these things. When, when, when the king's here, 
Somebody better be in the parking lot. Some better, somebody better be in the, in, the, in the greeting way greeting. Somebody better have a smile on their face. There better be this loud orchestra saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. He wasn't asking for any of that. What he was asking for was for you to rest as Mary did. And you know, for that person that's watching here today, maybe you're like Martha in that sense that you want to make sure everything in your life is perfect before you truly surrender to Jesus. Let me just have one more fun day. Let me just party one more time. Hey, Jesus, I'll give you my devotion, but just let me smoke this one weed one more time. Hey, Jesus, you know, I, I know what you have called me to, but let me dabble in, in, in homosexuality one more time. Hey, Jesus, I know you have called me to rest into this great life, but, but, but maybe let me cheat on my wife one more time. You know, all these things that can become distractions of what the world wants you to, to take pleasure in. We've got to be the people, a roaring church that is fearless of the world and but is more fearful of the kingdom of heaven. What's going on in our nation right now? It's not that we don't fear the world. We don't fear heaven no more. We don't fear heaven because we don't sit at the feet of Jesus. The reason why I have so much awe and passion for Jesus Christ is because so many times when I sit in my bedroom about a mile away from here where we're filming and I would sit in my room and play, the fire of God would come down into my soul and my spirit and I knew that there was a, a real, real heavenly father. And for Anthony Shepherd to be changed and to becoming a lead pastor anyhow, my God, you must know that there's a real Jesus so I'm asking you today, rest at the feet of Jesus. He's not asking for you to be perfect. He's asking for surrender. He's not asking for you to be for, for you to be spotless. He was the spotless lamb. He took on the beating so you wouldn't have to. He knew that you would mess up. He knew that you would make mistakes. But the one thing that you can rest assured of, you will not make mistakes. If you're resting in, uh, or excuse me, you won't make mistakes if you rest, which ends Satan's temptation. You'll be filled with hope. You'll be filled with his glory. He's not asking you to have it all figured out and all together. He's just asking you to come and sit and wait. Come on, lift your hands. I feel the Holy Spirit here in this moment. God, we are your people. We're longing for you. We need you. He doesn't need you to be doing all these things. What he needs is your attention. He wants your focus. He wants to fill you with his promises. Maybe you're tired. You need to sit with him. Maybe you're in a dry season of life. You need to come and rest in him. Maybe you need direction today. Come, rest. Maybe you're lost. Maybe you're hurt. Maybe you're broken. Maybe you're confused. Come and rest. Come and sit. Matthew 28 says it like this. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Whatever you're needing can be found when we begin to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Say it with me one more time. Rest. Rest ends Satan's temptation. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help. And this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.